2: Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! I protest, I am not a merry man! The Bob Seska Show. It's almost vacation time. It's almost vacation time. Sorry, I'm I'm in that mood today. From the nation's capital, it is Thursday, November 18, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 303 of the Biden-Harris administration, 354 days until the 22 midterms. I am on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska. And I'm on Twitter too. My handle there sucks. It's BobSuska underscore go. There's an underscore in there because I'm an idiot. Oh, and look, it's the Goth Ninjas. Yeah! They're back. Well, I should say, David's back. Jody never left. It is uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also at patreon.com slash from the bunker and Making his triumphant return after a couple of weeks away, it's the great T Rex David Ferguson from Astral Summer, AstralSummer.bandcamp.com. Right. And uh, David, you've missed a lot on the show over the last couple of weeks, including uh, some of our our brand new bits that we're going to get to here in mm-hmm. just a second, including. Don't whiz on uh, we've got some new wizards today. Some new Republicans who have whizzed on the electrified. They're not. They're not new Republicans. They're familiar Republicans, but they have freshly whizzed on the electric fence. We're going to talk about that in Mm. just just a second. Okay, so this is the last free show before the Thanksgiving break. We're off all next week next week. It's not just a partial week. It's going to be a full week because I'm exhausted. I mean, usually I don't get that way. Usually I've got an endless supply of outrage to, to last the whole year through. But I haven't had a break since June. I haven't missed a show since June, so I'm I'm ready to take a little bit of a breather here next week. Looking forward to that. Uh, plus, in case you haven't listened yet, you can feel free to pause this episode of the show and get your ass back to the Wednesday show and listen to my conversation with the great Dr. Nice. Irwin Redliner, Dr. Doom here, and... Uh, Lots and lots and lots of questions answered about COVID. Everything you've wanted to know about COVID, how you should behave around other people over the holidays, all of that crap, answered with one of the great experts on the pandemic, the great Dr. Erwin Redlener, and he was right here uh, yesterday on Wednesday's show. And then, of course, what you need to do is go back to the Thursday show, unpause, and continue to listen to what I'm saying right now. It's a whole space-time continuum kind of thing. And we're speaking of space-time continuum. Goth ninjas, get ready because two seconds after we finish recording today's show, that's when they're going to announce the written house verdict. And I'm, mm. <laughs> I'm saying that. Absolutely. And this will be maybe this will be the one time, Jody, that it uh, actually doesn't happen that way. As I'm forecasting it, that's the reason why it's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we all know about the wacky Judge Schrader presiding over this trial and apparently he's always been this wacky it's not just the fact that he's in front of a television and trying to impress people like Donald Trump which is what I think he's really doing Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I think Schrader or Schroeder he doesn't play piano for Lucy so I don't think it's Schroeder (laughs) that's right well uh MSNBC is now barred from entering the courthouse for the rest of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, after the wacky judge announced a, a man claiming to be an MSNBC producer was following the jury bus on Wednesday and ran a red light while doing so, the quote-unquote extremely serious matter is under investigation. And uh, by He's the
1: practically w- been dandling Rittenhouse on his lap like a baby and getting <laughs> yeah. him juice boxes.
2: That is absolutely Burping true.
3: and, you know, singing him lullabies. I mean, she's...
2: Yeah. Oh, there's there's, there there's Judge Schrader's music after it's way too late. After we're done <laughs> talking about Judge Schroeder? Schrader? I think it's Schroeder. I'm going to go with Schroeder. It's like, it's
1: like from The Jerk. His name is Shithead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, uh, obviously, as we know, uh, Judge Schroeder is uh, one of many Republicans who's whizzed on the electric fence at some point. <gasps> We have one more, one more whizzer today, in addition to Judge Schroeder. Uh, this is fitting into a, <laughs> into an ongoing trend among Republicans, where they're looking at the border and complimenting all of the arrests and confiscations of drugs that are happening at the border and going, this is all happening on Joe Biden's watch. Yeah, I, why is this happening? Remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Jody? Yeah. This time around, it's Ronna McDaniel. <laughs> Ronna McDaniel has weighed in on the border. Uh, she says here, 899 pounds of fentanyl and 15,000 pounds of methamphetamine were seized at the southern border in October alone. That much fentanyl is the equivalent of 204 million lethal doses. We need border security, she what? says. I don't- <laughs>
3: but they just... But
2: they just the they caught it at the border. I know. The
1: Republicans want you getting high on the drugs that your doctor prescribes for you from Roche and, you know. The Purdue. Pfizer, like you're supposed to. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, you don't want those drugs from out for the border.
2: Yeah, exactly. Border security is amazing. Also, border security sucks. Why? Because Ron Why? Ronald McDaniel whizzed on the electric fence. Don't Don't do it, Republicans. Stop doing it. You're hurting yourself and others. Um, Meantime, (laughs) we go back a couple of weeks. We go back to November 1st and Chuck Grassley, who tweeted, Welcome to the number two, because he can't spell out T-O. God,
1: I hate that man.
2: (laughs) Welcome to (laughs) Prez Biden's America, where 10,000 pounds of fentanyl have been seized by Customs and Border Patrol so far this fiscal year. Which is an Y-R, because he can't spell out year.
1: But then he doubles faces after the periods because he's a <laughs> fucking old goddamn fossil. A whole anyway. lot
2: of lumps. Mm-hmm. So far this fiscal year, which is enough to kill over two billion people or more than one quarter of the world's population. And Joe Biden's Customs and Border Patrol caught all of that. And that's that. But that's Chuck Grassley saying that this is a bad thing. Joe Bi- under Joe Biden, two billion people were saved because of the Joe Biden administration. Somehow in Chuck Grassley's mind, this is wrong. This is bad. This is awful. I don't understand other than to say whizzing, 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 lots and lots of whizzing. And finally, uh, this goes back to October 22nd. And this is from the GOP account, at GOP. Breaking, 192,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended at the southern border last month. The highest number of September apprehensions ever recorded by DHS. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thanks, Brandon. (laughs) Oh, man, I love this one. Who concocted this? You know what? I'm thinking, holy shit, Jack Posobiec. It's either Charlie Kirk or Jack Posobiak came up with this ridiculous talking point. And it must have gone out via the, you know, maybe some sort of private Facebook page where all of these people congregate and get their marching orders. It seems like a Charlie Kirk uh, performance here. But I'm glad they're emphasizing Joe Biden's record at the border. I mean, what, is he supposed to control somehow the drugs and people coming up to the border on the Mexico side? I guess side? so.
3: Yeah, he's supposed to control the the drugs as they're being manufactured in other countries and then put together in what, however form they're put together. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I'm looking at her Twitter feed right now and everybody is trolling her.
2: Is it a ratio yeah. yet? Does she have a ratio going yet?
3: Well, okay. Let me look. One, two, three. Um, seized. That means it's border security. Everything's seized. Yeah, uh, like more replies than likes. They wouldn't have seized it. How is it? Work? I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't, I, the 1299 retweets, 1880 quote tweets and three 770 likes. So I th- she's getting more likes because duh, it was seized, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Yes, I mean, that's just it. This is all it like... Is the
1: highest ever number of apprehensions in a September. And your guy had four fucking years. Yeah, four
3: Septembers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So where was the apprehension? I mean... Uh,
2: and don't forget that Joe Biden saved two billion people from yeah. fentanyl. From fentanyl
1: overdoses, yeah.
2: Well, you know, I mean, the more I think about this, this has got to be Charlie Kirk. Because, you know what? We talk about whizzing on the electric fence. Don't It happens every time I say it. I can't control when that plays. So I just... um, But it has to be Charlie... Because Charlie Kirk is always whizzing on the electric fence. You know like uh, uh, Bruce Banner's secret in uh, The Avengers? Where his secret is that he's always angry? That's Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk is always stupid. Charlie Kirk is always whizzing on the electric fence. So that's got to be why (laughs) this is all happening. It can't be... That all of these Republicans are individually coming up with this ridiculous, contradictory talking point that makes no sense and only compliments Joe Biden's success stories on the border. Well, someone, someone replied yeah. to
3: her going, are you worried that your shipment hasn't gotten in yet, Rana? I mean, it's literally like, <laughs> seriously, you know, I mean, they're they're basically truck. Like all of them It's like. You guys, Uh, this is a good thing. Yeah, Yeah, what? Do you want it in the country? Do you want two billion people to die? What? I don't understand why this is a bad thing. It makes it's, but you know, some of the fucking red hat assholes will go, yeah, we need border security Mm -hmm. without reading the top part.
2: Well, you know who else uh, seems to have whizzed on the electric fence is Chuck Todd. I'm sure you guys at this point have heard Chuck Todd on his show the other day talking about the signing ceremony of the infrastructure bill. (laughs) Oh, you haven't heard it, David? Oh,
1: no, I, I really would re- prefer not to. Um, H- hang, I, hang I, I, on to
2: your socks.
1: Because... I treat all mentions and and video and audio of Chuck Todd like a parent whose kid is allergic to peanuts. <laughs> <It's> jiffy.
2: <laughs> well, you this. Know?
1: I mean, it's just like I don't want molecules of it anywhere near me. But
2: uh, <laughs> well, I guess this you're is uh, this force is forced de- me
1: to do this, aren't you?
2: Yeah, this is definitely one for the vault. That's why I'm playing it here because this Let is. Let me jab uh...
1: myself with an EpiPen real quick. Yeah there you go ow ow okay i'm ready
2: ow 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 (laughs) perfect okay here's chuck todd completely stepping into a giant pile of shit and uh i i mean that in the worst way possible look yesterday
1: that event it i'll be honest it felt like um it just felt like an event out of time uh that event might have been impactful in august or september or october it feels more like an epilogue to the uh, uh, to to the uh, ending of what's going to might not be a good story for Democrats in 2022.
2: Oh, my God. Fuck you. Yeah. Thank you. Apparently, according to Chuck Todd here, that signing ceremony for the infrastructure legislation, you know, the bipartisan infrastructure legislation that, you know, both the Republicans and Democrats can kind of who here, but which was shepherded by Joe Biden and and his team and the uh, congressional Democrats. This is bad also, news. Lee,
1: this is great for John McCain.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point. <laughs> this exactly. is bad news for the Democrats. Too little, too late. You know what Chuck Todd is thinking of here? Chuck Todd is thinking of the horse His race. His bangs? Yeah. struggle
1: bangs? <laughs> His
2: <laughs> struggle bangs? I've never heard that one before. Struggle I like that. bangs.
1: I think it's from black Twitter, so I can't take credit for okay, it. Okay, That right. should be the name of the show today, It's right. Todd Struggle Bangs.
2: I'm already making a note of it. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know what he's thinking of here? He's thinking of the horse race. Because everything has to fit into the narrative of the horse race, right? So if it's not no, the,
1: CNN and the people like, they're not going to rest until the Republicans have taken over the House. It's just not fun right. for them yep. until people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are making committee assignments. Exactly. And they don't understand that we are teetering on the edge of an irreparable harm to our country.
2: And, but the thing they don't understand that's even worse than that is that. When it comes to a fascist takeover in this country, the first people to be arrested are going to be the quote-unquote enemy of the people. The press, those are the first people that are going to be disappeared, black-bagged and thrown into prison if these guys get their way. And they don't seem to understand that. There's nothing that they can do at this point to reverse the tide of this ridiculous talking point, this enemy of the people talking point that Donald Trump started five years ago. It is metastasized and they're not going to be able to escape it if fascist idiocracy takes hold here. And we're only, you know, we're only one election away in perpetuity of having that actually occur. So I don't know what the hell Chuck Todd is trying to prove here other than to say, well, you know what? Everything has to fit nicely into that. Uh, Both that, sides narrative
1: uh, the that both's... I love so much that I dry hump it to death every yeah, day.
2: Yeah, but it can't be the fact that this is a successful piece of bipartisan legislation in an era when divisiveness is the the name of the game for American politics. When the rest of the world, at least the rest of the industrial world, is looking at the United States and going, what the fuck is wrong with them? Now they see the Republicans and Democrats actually teaming up to pass a $1.2 trillion piece of legislation. And uh, Chuck Todd thinks that's a terrible, terrible bit of news. Swing and a miss Joe Biden. That's Chuck Todd's reaction to passing and signing this piece of legislation. That is next level madness. You know what makes me even more uh, enraged is the fact that probably Chuck Todd is making... Uh, maybe in the tens of millions per year. If you look at Rachel Maddow's uh, latest contract negotiation, I think she landed on 25 million a year. Right. Back in the day, I want I'm- just a little Seriously. bit of that. Me too. Where are those Soros checks, Jody?
3: Well, I mean, when, when she's not on every day at six o'clock and then Brian Williams isn't on every day at 11, hi, I'm available.
2: Well, Brian Williams is leaving so we could campaign to have He's Jody leaving. Hamilton take over the 11th And hour. look,
3: and I can do it at 8 p.m. I don't have to be up until midnight. I am down with that.
2: <laughs> have you worked on your nasally voice?
3: I can do comedy.
2: Okay, good, good. Cause that's, that's all re-
3: that really matters. It's also required. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> Brian Williams, his,
1: his snark is like, it's it's brilliant, it's legendary, subtle but deadly. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant.
3: He's really brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, I got off topic. Apologies. Yeah.
2: Well, Buzz and I were talking about this <laughs> but- the other day. Brian Williams, or uh, I actually saw Brian Williams as a guest on uh, David Letterman's old show on CBS, and I was blown away by how funny he was. I was like, I had no idea that Brian Williams was such a uh, funnyman. So it's a it's a shame, but then we can also uh, replace him with Jody Hamilton, maybe. That's a,
3: yeah, I'm I think so. About. I, I yeah. just I'm such the news lady that you want to hear.
2: Yeah, Jody on the show. That'll be the name of the <laughs> eleven the o'clock show. show. That'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Jody on
3: the show. Yeah.
2: Jody on the show. Perfect. Okay. We'll have so go-go
3: dancers. It'll be great. <laughs> All
2: right. Part of
1: the problem is that our the vast media landscape mm-hmm. is dominated by straight white millionaires. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Straight white male millionaires, mm-hmm. I should specify. And none of this is real to them. None of it has any consequences for them. Yeah. yeah, You know, they go home to their gated neighborhood at the end of the day and, like, you know, park their Tesla in the garage and never have to worry about their rights being taken away.
3: Mm-hmm. They're not exactly.
1: being treated like a full human being by the laws of our country. And so – it's a problem.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
1: also, but they're also like anytime anybody on TV opens their mouth right now, you have to remember that they are all getting hammered by their executives because ratings are down.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Way down. Mm-hmm. Because people are fucking burnt out as shit. And, yeah. you know, as long as we feel like, you know, there's a fairly steady hand at the helm, most people tune out. Yeah. Because well, so like they, I feel like Chuck Todd knows that it will be money in his pocket if the Republicans take back the House next year.
3: Which is why news should not be a for-profit entity.
2: That's where everything's skewed way off the yeah. rails. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this a lot. As soon as it stopped
3: being a lost leader. As soon as it stopped being a lost leader and part of the entertainment divisions of major networks, mm-hmm. that's when everything went to shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the only downside to all of that is my ongoing refrain, especially over the last several weeks, we just can't accomplish big shit like that anymore. It's just I think it's gone beyond our capability as a nation, you know, so when something like this, I mean, that's why the one point two trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill was kind of a big deal and why Chuck Todd downplaying that as being some sort of too little, too late bullshit. You know how much good is going to be done with that infrastructure bill? You know how many jobs are going to be created? You know how much spending is on the climate crisis alone? And this is like oh, oh. he
1: doesn't get it that way though. For him, it's no. points on the board. Yeah, it's, it's points like, on the board. Yep. It's the
2: horse race. It's happening after the horse race is over, and the next one hasn't really begun yet. And so, yeah. therefore, it's in that gray zone between innings for Chuck Todd. And that's got to fucking end. You know, we talk about Fox News a lot as being the fly in the ointment to our public discourse and the delivery of news and skewing opinions way off into the realm of fantastical disinformation bullshit. You know, one of the biggest culprits are people like Chuck Todd, even beyond Fox News. Jake Tapper. Yeah, because people, swing voters, independent voters in particular, take people like Chuck Todd seriously, whether we like it or not. That's who they're listening to. They're listening to CNN. They're opening up the opinion page of the New York Times and checking that out, too. And they're seeing some of this counterfactual both sides bullshit. Uh, I feel weird stepping into Eric Bollert's territory. But if you want to know more, pressrun.media. He's been covering this up close and personal for some time now. Uh, Really great work happening over there. But that's the way it is. And it's immensely frustrating coming from people who ought to know better. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the pressure of the uh, the DC, you know, cocktail party circuit. I don't know. Maybe you're only taken seriously if you say bullshit things like this. I don't know why. But it's that's, just so uh, much easier to term. trip
1: Democrats up and to try to hold them to an impossible standard because they're actually trying to govern. Yep. And so you can sit there on the sidelines and shoot at their feet mm-hmm. while they try to, you know, make something better for our country. And then over on the Republicans, they're just all about slash and burn, slash and burn, slash and burn. And, yep. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's boring for them to cover because they don't get to look smart. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, –
2: it's, well, it's here's
1: really infuriating.
2: Yeah, here's but. another example uh, coming to us from the Washington Post. This is absolutely ludicrous, especially because I seem to have scooped the Washington Post, and it wasn't that difficult. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, October jobs numbers and the significant Mm -hmm. improvement in the job scenario, uh, whether it's unemployment or the overall jobs created. And so we had a great October when it comes to the jobs numbers. But I also noticed as we scroll down the BLS report, I think you remember this, Jody. If you scroll down the BLS report, you find paragraphs, about 24 25 paragraphs down, showing the revisions for previous months. Yep. And the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of additional jobs revised upward for the months of August and September. Those were the months in particular that we were talking about here on the show. Those of you loyalists the people who listen to every show, which is how you should listen to this show. Every show, <laughs> four days a week, that's the yes. way it should go from start to finish. Um, so, you know, so you're familiar with the fact that we covered this already. Well, the story comes out from The Washington Post yesterday. That uh, in the most recent four months with revisions, June through September, the BLS Bureau of Labor Statistics reported it underestimated job growth by a cumulative 626,000 jobs. That's the largest underestimate of any other comparable period going back to 1979. If those revisions were themselves a jobs report, they'd be an absolute blockbuster. In an average month before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. estimates would be revised by a little over 30,000 jobs or just 0.02% of all the jobs in the United States. The recent revisions to the jobs reports have been much higher. That's not a rounding error. No, (laughs) no. no. But I mean, the fact of the matter is this is only now the Washington Post is getting around to reporting this shit every month when BLS issues their jobs report at the beginning of every goddamn month. If you scroll down enough paragraphs, you'll find the revisions for the previous month. It took me no sleuthing. I didn't break out my Sherlock Holmes cap and giant pipe and shit and went out searching for these uh, uh, data points. They were right there. I just scrolled down, sitting here in my underwear. I mean, Jesus. But it takes the Washington Post this long to come up with those numbers after spending all goddamn summer sabotaging the Democrats, saying that the economy is stagnating and, whoa, oh my God, what the fuck is going on with Joe Biden? Why can't he do anything about jobs? And it's, oh, another week jobs report. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then after it's too late, after the midterms are over, The Washington Post jumps in and goes, oh, my God, where did all these jobs come from? They were always there. All you had to do was look. They're always there. Every single month, they were right there in the BLS reports, evidenced by the fact that me, a a podcaster who plays fart sounds on his show, (laughs) found that shit (laughs) two weeks earlier than the Washington Post decides to report on it. Oh my God. Nothing enrages me more. I mean, you know, other than what I Chuck I think we Taun need to say. just
1: scroll back a little bit, though, to the burning question that's out there right now. Is boxers yeah. or briefs or boxer briefs? Bob, <laughs> when you're sitting there looking <laughs> up BLS statistics <laughs> in your underwear.
2: Hey, well, you know what? If you want to find out, you're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon page and listen to the, uh, <laughs> nice. the Shadow uh, Docket. Nice plug, David. Yeah, yeah. Bobseskashow.com. <laughs> and we're going to, well, I'll answer your question on the Shadow Docket if you want to know. Oh, I'll have forgotten all about it, Because it. there could be another option. I could. None at all. I mean, it that could is... could be
3: going commando, kids.
2: <laughs> There's all kinds of options. There could be, like,
1: a thong. Uh,
3: sing, sing a thong. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not well, a my thong. first day working
1: yeah. at Old Navy a million years ago, this woman came in yeah. and asked if we had rubber thongs. She was <laughs> from New Zealand, and thongs in New Zealand are flip flops.
3: That's yeah. Well, oh, we right. used to. Call- I remember calling them thongs when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rubber thongs. She asked me, and I was like, "That's a very different store, man."
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, we have uh, here in the United States, we have fanny packs. Those uh-huh. those uh, weird things that people used to wear, yeah. fanny packs. You know, in the uh, in the UK, fanny uh, doesn't mean butt. I'm just no, saying it means means something else um, a
1: bum bag there.
2: yeah yeah it's a, it's a yeah you're exactly right. it's a bum bag in the UK uh, mm-hmm. which is a lot more fun to say bum bag fanny pack. Mm-hmm. Um, bum bag. yeah all right so yeah shadow Dock at Bob sign up now five dollars a month. It's pennies per show. It's a bargain at twice the price we pass the savings on to you. okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, well speaking of infuriating in just a few minutes we got to talk about corn Pone Kennedy the John Kennedy from Louisiana John, I think his middle name is n. Well, he's a faker and a racist prick. And so we're going to be talking about the latest episode of uh, of being a racist prick here. And we've got audio, too. Plus, we've got some uh, some information about John Kennedy himself and any connections to Russia that he himself might have, too. Plus, uh, oh, we got to talk about COVID because, well, nothing good to say about COVID. I'm just saying now. I'm just forecasting ahead to the later on in the show when we talk about COVID. It's not going to be a pleasant conversation.
1: Beth. Speaking of John Kennedy, yeah. I think one of the ways I, I was—do you watch the guy with the animal facts on TikTok?
2: No, I don't.
1: Oh, gosh, I'll have to send you some links. He's this very charming uh, black young man who talks about animals and tells you all these random facts and uh, is hilarious. Hmm. But he showed a video of an elephant and a rhino in a standoff. And elephants mm. are so smart that they know that rhinos can't really see very well. So the elephant basically picks up a stick and throws it, <laughs> so it makes a noise off to the rhino's left, and it's like a hundred feet away. So the rhino can't see it; it just knows to duck away yeah. from the weirdo threat. Um, and I'm thinking that may be how we can, you know, just <laughs> anytime the QAnoners and honors are coming at us, we just point and go, "Look at JFK Jr." <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, I, are they still camped out at Dealey Plaza? Are they still hanging so. out? Oh, yes.
1: Those people will be, this is their last stop on the crazy train. Wow. I mean, until they mobilize and become a militia or whatever, or like make a dirty bomb, they're going to be sitting there in fucking Dealey Plaza.
2: Like. Oh, my God. It's staggering. Staggering. These little teeny tiny children being suckered by a professional, well, not even a professional con man, just some sort of random internet con man. Uh, A fucking
1: fountain pen nerd who lives in the Philippines and owns a pig farm.
2: That's that's right. The fountain pen guy isn't necessarily Q, but his son is Q. The Watkins boys. I just call them the Watkins boys because I I mix up their first names quite often. But anyway, uh, we're going to get into all of that here in just a second. But first, if you're listening to just this portion of the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts... You're only hearing the first two-thirds of the show. There's an additional 20 minutes of show. A full third of the show happens after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening right there on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show, or very simply show.com And by the way, tomorrow's after party with me and Kimberly Johnson, we've got all of the Thanksgiving goodies for you, all of the usual Thanksgiving sounds and songs and, and clips and all that shit so we're going to be doing <laughs> that tomorrow as our uh, last show before the uh, the break uh, blowout so it's a completely unfiltered commercial free continuation of all the fun and news on the shadow docket and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode shadow docket drops every tuesday and thursday after the free shows and it's only going to cost you five dollars per month and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast don't miss out again that's Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on today's shadow Docca, we're
2: gonna find out about Bob's
1: dark loss.
3: Why are you crying, Bob? I,
2: I pressed I pressed the wrong button because that was
1: pretty strange.
2: I, it was strange. Yes, yes. I was expecting to hear the jingle. The Bob
3: Seska Show.
2: I wanted to hear that but instead I I pressed the button on the wrong panel like an idiot. Yeah. Not like I've been doing this for 10 years. Okay. The Bob Seska Show. great Andy Davidson from Northeast England he uh, works under the project name Feed Your Wolves yeah you remember Feed Your Wolves one of our songs of the summer from Feed Your Wolves uh, there's a song called Stars from his Hurricane EP FeedYourWolves.com to support Andy Davidson's amazing music right here and bobseska.com slash music to submit your songs to the show. And uh, I think we've got, I think, one more free show with indie music for the month of November. After that, we'll have the indie music countdown probably in around December 4th, something like that. And then after that, for all of December, we're playing uh, Christmas music, independent Christmas music from some of our re- uh, favorite uh, independent recording artists. And Eddie Money. There you go, yeah. The, the Money, Money Man. Man. That's right, Eddie Money. Man, Eddie Money. Okay, so uh, uh, John Kennedy was questioning uh, the nominee for Comptroller of Currency. Her name is Saulay Amarova. That's her name. She is from right. Kazakhstan. And uh, she has attracted unusually personal criticism from some of her critics. They have brought up her birth in Kazakhstan and an academic paper she recently wrote proposing a reinvention of the U.S. financial system as proof that she hasn't repudiated her Soviet era views. Of course, because she she's old enough to have grown up under Soviet control in Kazakhstan. And so we've got all of these guys, all these Republicans on the banking committee who are shitting their pants over Amarova and her nomination to be Comptroller of Currency, who none of them has—I swear to God, none of them have even heard of that role before it's actually come up. Can
1: any of them name Trump's Comptroller of Currency? Did he even bother to appoint anyone to that role, or was it just handed to, like— acting people in the department for the entire administration.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, as you can probably predict, it's uh, it falls under the Treasury Department. It serves to charter, regulate, and supervise all national banks and thrift institutions and the federally licensed branches and agencies of foreign banks in the United States. Uh, you know, my old job. This is... <laughs> the- <laughs> There's no way. Let's say she you can't actually, even
1: count the 21 with
2: your clothes on. <laughs> there's no way the comptroller of currency has the power to change the United States economic system from capitalism, or I should say, correct this. We have a mixed economy, a little bit capitalism, a little bit uh, socialism. That's the but way it is. If you're is. rich. Yeah. Well, right. And so there's no way the comptroller of currency is changing any of that. But uh, that won't stop the Republicans from turning this into a real-life witch hunt. Are you or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party, Saleh Amarova? Well, here's John Kennedy and his stupid, stupid voice questioning uh, Amarova. Just the, uh, this was, I think, earlier today is when this all went down.
4: I don't mean any disrespect. I, I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade.
2: Okay, there it is. is I, don't <laughs> I don't know whether I mean, to call like you
4: squirrel.
1: I
2: don't know whether to call you. It's like a cartoon
1: squirrel in a farmer hat.
2: No offense, but are you a commie pinko I'm just asking. <laughs> Not casting a when did you
3: stop raping your wife? I mean, what is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's her wonderful response, and she just uh, hammers back right at Can him. Can I just it's... say
1: that, like, I've met people who grew up under communism nobody who grew up under communism wants communism That's right, that's right. And she
2: explains this, yeah, she goes into this very, very well.
0: Senator, I'm not a communist. I do not subscribe to that ideology. I could not choose where I was born. I did not, I do not remember joining any Facebook group that subscribes to that ideology. I would never knowingly join any such group. There is no record of me ever actually participating in any Marxist or communist discussions of any kind. My family suffered under the communist regime. I grew up without knowing half of my family. My grandmother herself escaped death twice under the Stalin regime. This is what seared in my mind. That's who I am. I remember that history. I came to this country. I'm proud to be an American. And this is why I'm here today, Senator. I'm here today because I'm ready for public service.
4: Thank you, Professor. I, uh, I check with my staff, Senator Kennedy. I've never... Of
2: course, this is Sherrod Brown. <laughs> Unmistakable voice. It always sh- sounds like Sherrod Tom Waits
4: got elected to Congress, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Interrupted you or uh, they believe anybody well that's that not their question uh, mr chairman and i'm entitled to ask my questions and, and you were and you were i didn't interrupt you when you gave your interview. oh the,
2: here comes the crocodile tears why, why are you interrupting me as i'm here conducting a witch hunt against this obvious communist well why, why why are you always trying to stop me from being a racist prick senator i mean <sighs> we're friends and here you are cock blocking my racism I'm just trying to tap her gently on the head with a pitchfork.
4: (laughs) And I don't like being interrupted when I'm asking my question. Senator Kennedy, I heard heard, senatorial courtesy. I understand that. And there's also senatorial courtesy. (laughs) And you may disagree with me. That's why you have five minutes and I have five minutes. Senator Kennedy, senatorial courtesy is also not doing character okay. assessing i heard senator scott well that's Mr. your opinion 30, 30 minutes that's ago not my opinion 30 I'm, minutes ago i heard senator scott me, but i'm entitled to answer questions without you interrupting me you and i don't <sighs> agree i still like you we're friends you have the right to your opinion but i've got the right to <laughs> mine and you can't just interrupt me when i'm asking my question you still got a full you, five, like you still questions. got a full five minutes and you've senator done it before scott, senator scott just a moment ago said nobody on his side has done any kind of communist insinuation of her character and her background. He just said that, so I'm hopeful that Senator Scott and maybe perhaps Senator Tillis or Senator Toomey or Senator Kramer will call out those people that do character Wouldn't you not think Senator, Senator Warren is, is a member of the Young Communists? I, I'm not here to answer your question, Senator Kennedy. Senator Warren is recognized for five minutes from Massachusetts.
2: Okay, that's it. Um, <laughs> He threw see, in there. He really
1: expecting to see, like, the piano has been drinking. <laughs> the senator <laughs> has been
4: drinking.
2: Hang on. Why me? are you interrupting me, Senator? Why are you doing that? Why are you trying
1: to stop me from sticking my corn foot right in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a First Amendment right to be an ignorant cunt in public. No!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh you are my. on fire. Oh, in fuego today, Yes, it I just you, David. I
1: am from the Ew, South, David. <laughs> and just this is like you know these particular it's a fucking cartoon. It's a caricature,
3: yeah, and it yet
1: is. he just
2: like I mean, he went to Oxford for fuck's sake. He is a no big shit. fucking faker. John Kennedy he's- is a faker. He's the faker of all fakers,
3: yeah, no, mm. he should be an actor with that accent. I'm sure he talks like this normally when he's not around anybody, or perhaps he has an English accent,
2: yeah, that's right. it's I mean, it's yeah, right it's out of House of Cards, medicine. yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at me, I'm just a, a, a friendly old corn pone country boy, right? I went to Oxford, <laughs> where all the country boys go. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. He threw in at the end that she was a member of the Young Communists, and she clarified, because she said fucking that- fucking
1: go to elementary school, you had to swear allegiance yeah. to Just yes. like we say the pledge every morning. Yeah, she said right when here- When we were in the grade school.
2: It, it, during her testimony, she said everybody in that country was a member of the Komsomol. It was part of the normal progress in school and you age out of it. She said she was a child in Kazakhstan and this is supposed to be some sort of disqualifying uh, piece of uh,
1: gotcha moment.
2: Yeah. uh, Information on her resume. Unbelievable. By the way. Kennedy was previously repeating Russian propaganda about Ukraine interfering in the 2016 election. I don't know if you remember that. But, uh, yeah, he was doing the whole thing where, no, it wasn't Russia. It was Ukraine that interfered in 2016. Well, why are you interrupting me as I'm trying to repeat Vladimir Putin's agitprop? Uh, and also, by the way, he traveled to Russia in 2018 to establish a rapport with Russian leadership. Establish a rapport is a direct quote from John Kennedy himself. (laughs) I'm going to Russia because I want to meet with government officials and try to establish some rapport. Talk about common interest and discuss common problems. Kennedy said in the statement. Country
1: boys love nothing more than to talk about the rapport they've established (laughs) with people.
2: (laughs) But what we have to do is we have to burn Amarova at the stake because when she was a kid, she was forced by the government to be a member of the Communist Party when she was in grade school. Uh, shock horror. Her, um, name,
3: her name is unfortunate because whenever you say Omarova, I'm thinking of Omarosa.
2: Yes, me yeah, too. To, I that
1: V comes and it's a whole different animal suddenly.
3: I
2: know. And it it's amazing I haven't said Omarosa yet. I know. Uh, yeah. It's just one of the sorts of things that I would do here on the show. Meantime, the House has voted to censure uh, Paul Gosar, of course, yesterday for posting an animated video that depicted him killing AOC and attacking Joe Biden which that little description right there fails to fully convey the violence in that yeah. anime that he used which by the way also a copyright violation twitter yes Jesus, not just... Didn't he retweet
3: it yesterday or some shit? Yes, he, yeah, did, he did,
2: because he's a fucking Okay, now intern. he should be
3: expelled. He should fucking be expelled at that point. You've yeah. been censured for this shit, now a fuck... And he goes, what are you going to do, censure me again? No, we're going to kick you out of the fucking house. But unfortunately, Nancy's the fucking house it. rules... No, 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 the house rules mean two-thirds have to kick your ass out. Mm-hmm. And they only got two Republicans, the two Scorpions that are on the January 6th committee... They will stab us in the back as soon as they can. Well, he won't because he won't be in Congress anymore, but he is (laughs) going to run for president. But she is going to still be there because most likely she's going to win her seat. And wow, do I sound like I'm about an auctioneer. And how much (laughs) would you like for that car? (laughs) Ah, 100. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) she's... He (sighs) should be out of there. This is ridiculous.
2: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And while they're at it, get rid of Lauren Boebert too. So, sure, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm oh, s-
1: the FBI raided her campaign manager's house.
3: Yes, they did. Yeah, they did.
1: I am just itching to find out what is oh, going yeah. on. With I know. That. I know.
2: Well, you know, the other day, I've been talking about this on the show a lot, and it just seems like it's, yeah, I get crickets chirping every time I mention it. But she, she and Matt Gates threatened to blow up part of the Capitol building. Or we should just say the whole Capitol building, because it's the okay. metal detectors, which are, I think, right in the middle of the goddamn Capitol building. They wanted to blow up the metal detectors, and she wrote on Twitter, Lauren Boebert wrote to Matt Gates on Twitter, quote-tweeted him and said, I'll bring the Tannerite, which is an explosive. Right. This is less than a year after her people, like, she helped these people invade and occupy the Capitol.
1: Did you see the video of her testimony after the censure vote, though? No, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, she talks she's about like Eric Swalwell. And, and, no, no talk- I mean, it's just like, yap, 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 yap. She's talking so fast, it's like she's ingested an entire bottle of Adderall. No, she I was mean, talking
3: about Eric Swalwell and his past relationship, and then she was talking about Ilhan Omar, I believe, yeah. and her husband or some shit, and it was all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, and a Swalwell... Beat her yeah. by tweet. Um, uh, basically, going, Yeah, I haven't been raided by the FBI, <laughs> by the way.
1: <laughs> You're going down. You hillbilly stank. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. Oh, God. I just love her stupid fucking lens crafters' glasses, and I just. Ugh. <laughs> I fucking want to feed her into an industrial trash compactor. Yeah, yeah. Feed hey, first so I can watch her expressions change.
2: You know what, I want to do it now. I, I hadn't planned to do this, but I'd love to get your reaction, uh, both of you, uh, both Jody and David, I want to get your reaction to that Laura Ingram clip from the other day. And oh, get, my God. Get, I, want to, I want to get your take as to whether or not- we played this on the Tuesday show, so if you already heard it, you can skip ahead if you want to. If not, just stick around. Uh, I want to play this again and get, get your take as to whether this was real or whether they were putting on a little comedy skit. And Jody, it you, should be, have been. you should be—you should not funny. Jody, your comedy skit uh, radar should be uh, well tuned by now, obviously, given your genetics. Uh, so you should be able to know. Let's let's hear this clip one more time. And we'll get uh, get your reactions to
4: the politics and all those woke storylines in so many shows today. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, you where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. It, when it, did it, I it, mention measles? I don't know. It was on you. What, what, what,
3: what, what was on me? What are you talking about? Right. What, the, is the measles what I'm the vaccine I never had episode the measles. was on you? We never did a. a, a we never did a measles and vaccine episode of Is this a joke? I, know, I don't even know what you're w- talking about. It was
4: on I you. I it yeah. was on you. I've
3: never had Raymond, I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid.
4: It was an episode of a show, Laura. W- what's it called? You. You. It's called <laughs> You. I've
3: never done a show on measles. I I just completely give up. We got to get out. It's on. a show I, I give up.
4: called You on Netflix. There's a show called Loring on Netflix. Never mind. I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to you. The pop singer.
2: (laughs) Okay, there it is. Yeah. So Jody, what do you think? Is that a skit or is that uh, a real? If you're going to say
3: skit, sure, because that's nothing professional about it. Because a professional thing is a sketch. Right. Anyway, um, I I wanted to think that 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 they were trying to put on Mm -hmm. that, but the more I watched her listening to it, can you can go? Okay, they were trying something. Yeah. But watching her she's not that good an actor Mm. and and she is such a narcissist that i honestly because once he says it's a show called you not a show called laura ingraham not a show with (laughs) your name on it not a show it's literally called you as Mm -hmm. in the name of the show is you not laura ingraham not your show because if he's meant her show he would have said when i saw it on your show Mm. so her her stupidity and her narcissism are combined and if it was an attempt at comedy
2: stop doing it Mm -hmm, exactly what do you think david Real? Oh, I
1: think she's that much of a fucking dumbass. Um <laughs> I agree. I just, she completely is oblivious to any culture that's outside of the approved right-wing bubble of Hallmark's channel specials and right-wing news. Mm-hmm. And she's just but I just I cannot her fucking voice. Why, I mean, really, like <laughs> it's just I mean, yeah. really a fa- a face for radio and a voice for mime. She's
2: one of the it sounds like one of the aliens from Mars attacks. Gah,
3: yeah. gah, 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 gah. Well, did she do this on november 16th by any chance
2: this was just i think this was this week this was either monday i think this was or monday tuesday. or tuesday yeah yeah because
3: um i went to she did this thing she was mad at roger daltrey from a, a, a an <laughs> article from 2017 yeah and um so people just kept posting pictures of of the netflix series you okay <laughs> just kept po- and she didn't come back and say anything <laughs> to them like i was kidding or you yeah. know she has yet to say it was a joke, man. So I think she honestly yeah. is dumb. Yeah. And her the other thing is, is like somebody in her booth, because she's got an earwig in mm-hmm. at all times. There's a producer that can talk in her ear. Yeah. And somebody in that fucking booth should have said, What is he talking about? <laughs> da, da da da. Oh shit. It's a show on Netflix, dumb fuck. Yeah. Go, I've never seen the show so I don't know what you're talking about versus it's not me. You know, she's like, they produ- I blame her producer's stupidity as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, if we were to do something like that on this show, at some point we would go, ah, yeah, we're just, we're kidding around or we would start laughing in the middle of yeah. it or something like that. We would let you off the hook Knowing that it was a bit, right? We would emphasize. When has she
1: ever, 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 in all of her long years of broadcasting, ever tried to do anything that would undercut her dignity and solemnity
2: and <laughs> <That's> seriousness? <right. laughs> yeah, exactly. Ever, yeah. Like Laura, she's too
1: much of a. She's too much like Trump for that. Yeah. Trump would never do a bit like that because he would one wouldn't understand it, mm-hmm. um, and two, like, would never be. You no, know, I got to look smart. Yeah. You know, like.
2: Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you
3: but it, you know, you is a very popular show on Netflix. So it it's is. like, really, you should kind of be. I know that you're, quote, in quotes, a news person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe she does interview others because that lovely, her lovely voice just, you know. Yeah. She's got a voice for mime. Yeah. That one. Um, but yeah, yeah. She's awful. But um, <laughs> it's just it's like her producers had to have known somebody in that booth had to have known mm-hmm. the show. Cause it's not, it was on three seasons. It did very, very well. It got a lot of talk about at least the first season.
1: Yeah. I think her producers hate her.
3: Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they do because remember, I don't know, there was a whole series of technical fuck ups and there was like, uh, and then it got leaked and I, I, I think her staff does not like her very much.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. she's easy not to like. Well, I mean, we all remember uh, Bill O'Reilly freaking out and talking to his producer. There's a, a line of communication through those earpieces where they can get, mm-hmm. you know, uh, information that the audience doesn't hear, where their producers right. are whispering things in the ear. You, you've seen it in broadcast news, uh, in the movie right. Broadcast News. It's uh, it's famous for that. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly freaking out. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is,
4: it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that.
2: Yeah, so it's Bill O'Reilly, and then we've heard, uh, what, what's another one of our favorites here? What's going on? Why am I losing this? <laughs> Why don't I have sound? Yeah. <sighs> All right, it's back. Someone's pressing buttons and turning my sound off. Who is, who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? <laughs> Someone in that control room is out of control. God. <laughs> 23/7. There's insanity in the control room tonight. Yeah, he can hear we the There's Insanity room. in my earpiece. Oh, don't man. don't leave it there. Okay, it's but not like my earpiece, it's somebody talking. About yeah, I, you know, I
1: it's just really stressful to host a TV show. Yeah, it I've is. only done it a few times, and I was having to coordinate like interview guests and a band and, like, the camera and the lights. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, and the sound, and it was really stressful. Yeah. And, like, well, I and found myself, to- like, moments before, like, action, like, snapping at people.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you like, have because- to learn how to tune out certain things, because I, I did a, a stage-managed for my brother a few years back for an uh, the ESPN Awards. Yeah. And so I'm stage manager, so I'm somewhat in control of things. But, you know, director's talking to so-and-so, and I have to not pay attention until the director says something to me. So you mm-hmm. got to have to... Tune out like you're in a party situation, mm-hmm. except you can't see the people. But my mom, by the way, this is a funny story. This is a Hollywood story. Okay. So my dad, who was in the booth.
1: Wait, the music. <laughs> <Right from Hollywood. laughs> Jodie knows um, everyone in Hollywood. Um, scanning, scanning, scanning. Scanning, 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 It's okay. So I, I did I didn't
3: warn things. you in your earpiece without everybody else hearing. Um <laughs> So, basically, my dad and everybody, they were in the booth that could oversee. And they, back in those days, there wasn't a bank of, cam- of monitors. Thank ah. you. There wasn't a bank of monitors that blocked the stage. So, there was a window where they could see the stage and the audience, right? They still had monitors, obviously, but they could see the stage. And my, one time my mom asked uh, one, I forget who she asked. It might have been Willie Doll. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I need an earpiece for Q&A. Yeah, and then she told Bob Mackie what she was going to do. So he made a gown for Q and A that had a turtleneck, so you couldn't see the wire. Oh, nice! And then the battery pack and behind her, and so they would—they were very dirty in the booth. Apparently, mm-hmm. they worked blue, <laughs> and especially if like somebody would ask a question and then they would say a, a dirty answer back. So mom is listening to what's going on during. I think it was just dress rehearsal. She's listening to it, and then she starts commenting. <laughs> My dad's song. Um, so that's it. Sorry. Now um, I like distract do you them. actually like get a nickel Sorry, every Judy.
1: time we hear that?
3: No, uh, actually now I would, but uh, no, we we never get it when mom is involved. He gave it to her for free. Gotcha. Wow. Um, but so so she was listening to them and she started commenting on what they were saying in the booth. And they were like, "How the fuck can she hear us? What? The, wait, that can't be. No, Who's that can't got be a right.
1: Mike. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. It's like, what's going on? And so she. They started fucking with her worse. So it was a whole thing. And mom was totally answering questions, but listening to what they were saying. And then they literally started fucking. It, it didn't air. I think it's in a blooper thing or something. But wow. yeah, she didn't tell anybody. And it was just. And Bob made the dress, and it was Bob and whoever gave her the um, earwig. Probably it might yeah. have been Harry. Yeah. It's, um, I'm it's just yeah.
1: imagining this fog of like this massive cloud of cigarette smoke, and everyone's got ascots yep. on, and they're all talking like this: "Who's wh- who's got Carol in the headphones?" Yep. You know, like <laughs> not enough. My profanity God, David. I haven't seen a bloodbath like this since Match Game 73. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly.
3: Oh, by the way, boys, I'm going to go to the premiere—not just a screening, but the premiere of Licorice Pizza on Saturday.
2: Oh, Paul Thomas Anderson's latest. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. I can't wait to see that one. That looks like know, an I'm incredible I'm looking forward film. to it, but I'm, yeah. I'm
3: nervous. I'm going to a fucking movie theater for the first time in over two oh, years. God. Oh, yeah. Um, but we do have to be fully vaccinated. They were requiring that plus a COVID test, but they, I think a lot of you know, people way more famous than I went, I don't want to have to do a COVID test. So they just are making sure everybody's fully vaccinated. We have to wear our masks in
2: the theater. Oh, good, good. Well, you um, know what? A- along those lines, we got to talk about uh, some new developments on COVID here coming up.
3: Yes, you on had the Dr. Redman. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Doom
2: on yesterday. Absolutely. You talked so- about
1: the deer yet, the white-tailed deer?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, no, we haven't talked about I think uh, god, did we talk about the white-tailed deer? I don't know. We're going to have to There's
1: revisit like the COVID the- reservoir. They don't get sick. They just mutate it.
2: Oh my great. god. Okay. Well, Fantastic. great. Uh, wonderful. All right, short break. We're going to come back with some uh, COVID news right after these words.
3: Hey, this is Fran and we host The Final Word with Frangela and Idiot of the Week podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll love our show where every week we talk about real news, real funny. So come on over and listen to The Final Word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Bob (laughs) Seska!
2: And so she told me she goes running with the wolves They speak to her in broken English Orion's empty, but Ursa Major's full The scent of cigarettes extinguished La-da-da, an early winter is softly creeping don't I know her bird can sing, la-da-da, an early winter,
4: while she was sleeping, and I'm now expecting spring.
2: Oh, man, don't cry, David. <laughs> this is uh, the great uh, Matt Jaffe. My dad
1: would love this. it sounds like something from like Greenwich Village so in the 60s, you know? Like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, one of our favorites here on the show, the great Matt Jaffe, a song called Early Winter from his latest album called Undertowd, that's T-O-A-D, and uh, oh my god, Music.com to support Matt Jaffe's work. He is a guy, we're going to be watching him collect all the Emmys one of these days. Uh, Did I say Emmys? I meant Grammys, Grammys, he's going to collect all the Grammys, I'm getting all my award shows mixed up. Um, So yeah, (laughs) whenever I talk about award shows, I always think of that scene from Schitt's Creek where uh, David and Myra are talking about their, their favorite seasons, and Myra's favorite season, award season. It <laughs> 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 just kills me. All right, getting into things here. Uh, COVID. Holy shit. My county, uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, is now reinstating its indoor mask mandates. Thank God. This is in, yeah. I mean, all the curves are sloping upward at this point. I got the announcement yesterday Montgomery County has regressed to substantial transmission of COVID 19. Board of Health Regulations cites resumption of the indoor mask mandate starting at, at midnight on Saturday, November 20. And then there's a whole press release and everything. But the weird thing about this, I'm glad this is happening, but neighboring D.C., the District of Columbia, has decided, oh, fuck it, we're ending our mask mandates. Mayor Bowser has announced businesses will not be required to enforce uh, face masks, effective November 22nd. Just in time for the complacency wave, ladies and gentlemen, coming uh, your way from the... Happy Thanksgiving. From the fine folks, yeah, who are shirking the uh, the entire process, all of the protocols here, for reasons I will never understand. I mean...
1: <sighs> I I still, it's just, it's appalling to me that, I mean... This isn't my first pandemic. You know, Mm -hmm. I survived HIV and AIDS in the 80s, and like, I understand, like, uh, the politics, it's just, I really thought that we would, I'm just disgusted and shocked that we really, that that it came down to this that, Mm -hmm. you know, that like Republicans hate science Mm -hmm. to the point that they, are willing to risk their lives and others. Yeah. You know, And it's like drunk driving. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I get really angry about drunk driving because just how fucking hard is it to get a ride home? Yeah, exactly. When you've
2: like, and, especially I mean, now I had a
1: high school friend whose father was killed by a drunk driver, yeah. who, you know, he was an amazing guy and it was incredibly sudden and it just destroyed their family. Mm-hmm. Like yep. everyone went spiraling off into horrible. Uh, I don't even want to think about it, but like, and just because somebody was, you know, oh, I'm fine. I can drive. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's the same kind of thing with not wearing a mask in public and not being vaccinated. And we're still with people like, oh, God, mm-hmm. I'm so dreading Black Friday because I work in a retail store. <sighs> oh, my God. In that's a right. county with no mask mandate. And just, oh, Are you wearing a
2: mask in the store? Are you constantly, doing that anyway? Good, yeah. Good. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm glad to I'm hear I'm that. I'm
1: booster shotted yeah. and I'm wearing a mask with a five-layer paper in it, you know. Like oh, thank God. Pa- And yeah. so, like. And there was a wave of of infections. Like, you know, some of my coworkers did get infected back around uh, September. Yeah. But I didn't. um, Well, here's where we are. treat everybody like they have it, basically.
2: Well, here's where we are. And this is why lifting the mask mandate is a big fucking mistake. I mean, look, Montgomery County borders D.C., (laughs) Dr. Redlander said yesterday, the viruses don't recognize borders. That's not how germs work. Uh, The USA, new cases today, 115,000. Seven-day average up to 88,000. A 14% increase in a week. Hospitalizations are on the rise again. 850 more today to 48,000 as the average. Over 1,700 deaths uh, today, the latest numbers here. Uh, meantime, the AMA now and other health groups are urging businesses to maintain Biden's vaccine mandate. Why? Because a federal court, the Fifth Circuit Court, two of which two of the justices on the three justice panel appointed by Donald Trump, they have blocked the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 uh, workers or more, saying the Labor Department grossly exceeds OSHA's statutory authority. <clears throat> so that's Guys, gone away temporarily. A mask
1: that you feel like you look good in and that you is comfortable and just be prepared to wear it for the next few years because this dumb fuckery is just going to keep rebounding on us until Mm -hmm. everyone's dead. That's not compliant. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, well, you know, I haven't gotten the flu or a cold since all this began. mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't gotten a stomach bug. Yeah. Like I'm kind of all for masking forever because people are nasty and, yeah, don't wash their hands. And-
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is all common sense shit, but we've moved beyond that. Where owning the libs, where, you know, waving the flag for your weirdo former president is far more important than doing the right thing, than following the rules of living in a society. This is shit we can't do anymore, and it's depressing. It's It's seriously depressing. And uh, it was funny. I was asking uh, Dr. Red Leonard yesterday. In fact, the first question I asked him was, did you ever think we were going to see such a disastrous response to a pandemic in your entire career? Did you think that you would live to see that? And he said, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I knew this was coming. He said he recognized the warning signs uh, from a mile away. He knew this was eventually, and of course, his nickname is Dr. Doom, so it's not surprising that he would have that perspective, but of course, it's backed uh, you know, with science and analysis and the fact that he's a fucking expert when it comes to this shit, pandemics and disaster preparedness, and so uh, I I was surprised and wasn't surprised all at once. I sort of thought he was, well, this is unprecedented, and we didn't see this coming, but he was like, yeah, (laughs) those of us who were in the know knew that it was coming. And so there you go. Meantime, the uh, Biden administration, I guess this is good news, is going to purchase 10 million courses of Pfizer's COVID-19 antiviral pill once authorized in a clinical trial. Paxlovid reduced the rate of death and hospitalization by 89 percent when given to people at high risk of severe illness within three days of symptoms. Paxlovid could become available at pharmacies within weeks pending FDA authorization. The FDA meanwhile is aiming to authorize booster doses of Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine for all adults as soon as Thursday, as soon as today. The CDC's independent committee I got mine. I got my booster on on I Sunday. Got mine. Yeah. The CDC's independent committee of vaccine experts is scheduled to meet Friday to discuss the booster doses efficacy and safety. And I noticed the FDA line in this uh, little uh, paragraph here, and I couldn't help but to think back to the fact that Kimberly and I started watching Dope Sick last night on Hulu, Mm. and how almost right away you you find out that the FDA is deeply culpable in putting out OxyContin's claim that uh, it's only, uh, I think, fewer than 1% of people would get addicted to OxyContin, which is a big fucking lie.
3: Yeah.
2: So I'm looking forward to finding out. I don't want to spoil it by recapping some of the news of that era, but I'm looking forward to finding out who at the FDA authorized that label on OxyContin saying, oh yeah, yeah, it's not addictive. Don't worry about it. We're going to make a, in fact, we're going to make a special label for this one particular med, this one painkiller, this opioid to mislead the public in terms of how addictive this OxyContin actually synergized
1: is. synergized opioid yeah, gives you yeah. a massive dose and then deeply drops off at 10 hours, not 12, yeah. like they said it did. So by the time 12 hours comes rolling around, you are in agony and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, it just uh, yeah. I mean, it's like they made your brain's favorite candy, mm-hmm. you know. And the, uh, it just
2: mm. yeah. Last night we watched the first episode, and it was, of course, amazing and compelling and infuriating. And uh, Barry Levinson directed this. It's got Michael Keaton. Hey, he used to work
3: I, on my mom's show.
2: Yeah, Rosario Dawson is in it. One of my favorites, and uh, so entertaining. But all at once, I'm I'm just I'm thinking back February twenty fifth. 2017, uh, our friend Chez, uh, succumbed to that shit. And so it's, uh, for me, yeah,
1: I may not be able to watch that movie. Yeah. People are using Oxycontin and opiates. It may be a bit too much for me to watch.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not only a movie, it's a several part Series? miniseries. Yeah. 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 And well, I mean, I, 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 you know, obviously the personal side aside, I, I enjoyed watching the first episode and we're going to continue watching it. And obviously, some of the origins of the opioid crisis, I'm not entirely familiar with. So this will be a little bit of uh, education for me, too. Uh, I hate to end on a uh, sour kind of sad note there. but
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, we. I think you didn't mention the headline that we got yesterday that opioid deaths are at their highest level since in living memory.
2: Oh, yeah. Is that it? Was that? was saw-
3: Just overdoses, not opioids. Just drug overdoses were 100,000 last year.
2: Oh which is God.
3: incredibly high. Yeah, yeah, It's not normal.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not normal. And uh, there is a certain population that has been targeted with that shit, mm-hmm. and the same population has been targeted with uh, agitprop and uh, misinform- disinformation from Fox yep. News Channel and so on. You know the people. You know the demographic. They've yep. been targeted to, for gun sales. I mean, that's the new addiction on top of the opioids, It's like you gotta buy as many guns as you want. You know why? Because the coming Civil War. You gotta be able to shoot the fucking government when they come to your house. That's the latest marketing ploy by the death lobby on K Street. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, isn't it fun? (laughs) Yes, it's fun. Okay, so coming up on the Shadow (laughs) Dogget. Shadow Docket on our Patreon page I mean how do you segue out of that Coming up on the Shadow Docket on our Patreon page That's bobseskashow.com We've got voter fraud we found voter fraud I wonder who's responsible For the voter fraud Let's find out on the shadow docket, why don't we? Also, we're going to talk about what kind of underwear I wear. I'm going to reveal that because that was a question brought up <laughs> on the show. I promised that I would reveal it on the shadow docket, so I guess I will. Uh, plus, uh, talk about the D.C. Court of Appeals and, the, and how they've f- flummoxed this 1-6 uh, committee's uh, ascertainment of records here from the Trump administration. We'll talk about that, too. And finally, Chris Christie's choice for vice president should he get the Republican nomination and no we're not going to interview Chris Christie I'm just saying because he's been everywhere my mom interviewed him the other day it was so crazy I didn't think she called me up on the phone I've got Chris Christie here I'm talking to Chris so (laughs) about his new book tell me about your new book I said mom I'm hanging up on your mom (laughs) did
1: you see the Nicole
2: Wallace interview yeah
1: She knifed in. I mean, she was like, so, yeah. uh, Thank God for her.
2: Okay, that's all coming up on the Shadow Docket just around the corner. If you're missing it, you're missing a full third of the show. So don't miss out. FOMO is real. We'll see you over there, folks, and have a great holiday. Have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe. Bye-bye.